following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And we've all waited all year long, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, and so are the traditions of tailgates and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download it now and use code HUGE when you sign up to take advantage of getting $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any college football bet. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin our number three on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes, my executive producer, wants to give a shout out to Mama Hayes celebrating a birthday today. So I asked Brad, I go, well, what are you going to get your mom? He's like, I don't know. She likes that destination unknown. She likes conspiracy theories. I'm thinking about maybe getting her a show that she can like watch or maybe pay for her Netflix or something for a year so she can watch all her shows. And I go, your mom likes conspiracy theories. Yeah, she believes there's aliens living just down the street from us in Rockford. And I go, oh, you mean illegal aliens? She goes, no, that... They came from a spaceship that she saw a bright light one morning while tending to her garden up there at the mini sheep and mini horse farm. And no one believes her that aliens live about seven doors down. Now, again, it's Northern Kent County kind of country farmish, bedroom community ish. And she's the only one that saw the bright light. Hammer and Hank Hayes, Superfly's dad, said that bright light was the cloud going past the moon. She knocks on their door every day, brings them some of Mama Hayes' famous chili. And I asked Brett, have the aliens ever answered? He said no, but she's not going to give up trying. So happy birthday, Mama Hayes. How come aliens never go to a big city? Why is it always the small, rural, mountainous, desert areas? Why is that? Why couldn't an alien stop by downtown Grand Rapids? Bunch of buildings they could park their spaceships on, shoot a beam of light, come down, go for a walk. 
Have 80,000 homeless people ask you for money. Beam right back up and say, I'm never coming back. Just got a text. I knew Hammer and Hank Hayes would text me. Bill, I was driving home. Heard you talking about Mama Hayes. What happened with the bright light and the aliens is true according to her. So is your dad saying he believes there's aliens living down the street from you? Okay. All right. They live in a single floor dwelling. There's no elevator going upstairs, just a single floor. I love that family. And what happens if you're the family that first encounters documented actual aliens? Because I've always said when Trump put together the Space Force out of nowhere and now all this video coming out and aliens and that they may have an alien and a ship, there's something superfly in your mom. What if your mom, again, I'm not going to ever say anything bad about your mom, but what if she's an alien and you're an alien? And Hammer and Hank Hayes is an alien. You're all aliens. Happy birthday, Mama Hayes. Will you make sure she gets the audio of this, Brett? Just so I probably never get that dinner invitation. We're going on five plus years with you producing the show. I've been really nice to you, the family, taking your dad to golf courses. Him and Magic Man, his best friend, could only dream about. And your family's never invited me to one get-together. But, as I said on the flip side, I've never invited you to one of mine. Does that define anything? No. We have a very good business relationship. But basically, we can't stand each other that we don't want to hang out with each other. There you go. I'm good with that. I love you, Superfly, and happy birthday, Mama Hayes. Inside this hour, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. Harbaugh had his first presser of the year, game one. Without Harbaugh, the first three games. Some interesting comments we'll hear from the Wolverine.com crew. Also, we're keeping you up to date on what the Lions are doing on cutdown day. I did see Drummond, the wide receiver. Uh, We won't know until tomorrow afternoon, 4 o'clock, who's on the practice squad who's on the 53-man roster, but Drummond was cut, waved. I'm not sure I'm looking at the list from CBSSports.com. There's no one they really waved that I'm like, oh, that's a shock, except right now, and it, he still could end up on the practice squad as Dylan Drummond, that rookie wide receiver out of Eastern. No one else was a keeper. I mean, Tom Kennedy's been cut a million times, so and no, no shock. That I've seen. But they have some tough decisions, like Campbell said earlier. I was reading Jeff Risden from Lions Wire. They have depth. When was the last time the Lions ever had depth? Ever. Can you name the running back behind Barry Sanders? I can't, and I do a show. I know they had horrible quarterbacks. They had great wide receivers, Perriman, Herman Moore. O-line was fantastic. Week from Thursday, Lions against Mahomes, Kelsey, Chiefs. 
Morissetti goes to Kansas City. I can't wait for that. So Lions conversation later inside this hour. And speaking of the NFL, David Gregory is a sports agent slash lawyer. Bull Rush Sports Agency was started, I think, just about a year ago. He's already landed a D2 player out of northern Michigan to the Colts in the NFL, and he's building a business on the backside of an illustrious career as a lawyer. He'll join us in studio. We just signed a two-year deal with Bull Rush Sports Management slash Agency. And they focus on Michigan-based athletes and coaches, and also they're getting into the NIL business. So I'll, I'll be curious to see what Gregory has in studio at the end of this hour talking about what Harbaugh said today at his presser. And speaking of that, let's go to Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. How you doing, Anthony? I'm doing great. Uh, first in-season press conference of the year, and it's probably the first day of school. Yeah, I'm excited, too. This whole day, this week has a different feel to it, just like next week, Will, with the Lions when they start. But uh, before we get to the game, actually, on Saturday, today's presser was more about Harbaugh's suspension and the fact that he called out the NCAA and said players should share in the billions that are rolling in every year for conference TV deals. It's hard to argue with it. I mean, the, the amount of money that's being thrown around now, especially you know as it pertains to college football, is uh, is unprecedented. And you know, it serves to you know we've talked so much about you know the elephant in the room of, of college sports and, and the change that's inside of it, and all of the things that have been altered now in the name of TV dollars and eyeballs and things like that. And I think the the crux of what Harbaugh was trying to get to is that like let's take care of the people that. You know that, that are that fans and and people are tuning into the, to TV and go to the stadiums to watch, to take care of those players. Let's let's give them a piece of the pie. And and this isn't the first time he said that. I and mean, he he's been on the record of saying that before. Um, but you know, in this the first week of his three game suspension, you know when he walks to uh, he walks to the podium with a binder, a three ring binder, and, and opens it up. Uh, you know, he's like like he's standing at the pulpit giving the Sunday sermon. Uh, I just wonder if you know every week. Okay, next week is it? Uh, now I have some grievances to air about the transfer portal, and then next week, yeah, the week after that. Oh, well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about suspensions and all. You know, it just seems like uh, it seems like there's a lot on his mind. He obviously will have a little bit of extra time now to get things off of his chest, but. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly interesting. And this isn't new from him. This isn't a middle finger to the NCAA, um, or I guess it could be seen as that. But he's he's been a guy that has been advocating on behalf of the players, you know, going back, you know, to you know, 2017, 2018, uh, and all those types of things. So, you know, when people talk about what, you know, what 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 burns Jim Harbaugh is it getting is you know going back to the NFLs and winning a Super Bowl. For me, I mean, it almost feels like that is in the past, and, and now it's the goal or the objective is to leave college sports in a better place than he entered it. And uh, to his credit, he uh, he's got plenty of opinions, and they they are clearly well thought out because he carried that binder up to the podium with him today. I think that's very interesting. And Anthony Broom from the Wolverine dot com joining us on the Huge Show across Michigan. You can follow Anthony 
on Twitter, Broom, uh, B-R-O-O-M-E. That binder, I think, is a message, and I agree with you that week one is about uh, the players sharing in the money. Week two will be about the transfer portal. And who knows in week three, not his case because he can't talk about it, but if he talks about some of the other things that have been overlooked by the NCAA and he uses his three weeks just to trash in a roundabout type of way the NCAA for the hypocrisy that they came after him and still are going after him while players are getting millions of dollars, mostly in basketball and football. People don't know where the money's coming from, how much is there, or actually are they doing anything to earn what should be name, image, and likeness dough? Yeah, and I don't think anyone's ever argued that if a, if a player with a high profile, uh, if it did not Robinson wanted to go to the end den and – sign autographs and make a couple, make a couple extra bucks. There should have never been an issue with that. Um, so I, I think when we have the conversation about name, image, and likeness, like that's, that's what it should be. Uh, I know we've talked about this before too. It's kind of been distorted to be pay for play uh, out loud, uh, where a lot of schools in the past have been kind of doing that quietly and under the table. But, um, you know, there are so many things going on right now in college sports that, uh, you know, people, oh, the transfer portal is ruining college sports, or oh, NIL is ruining college sports. No, greed is ruining college sports, and and that revolves around not only these suits that are that are lining up at, at TV networks and, and getting these deals done, and people in the Big Ten offices. No, it's it's the people. You know, you know, it's just a power grab. It's a money grab. Um, so you know, the, the fact that coaches can leave, the fact that. Um, you know, there's always been all of these opportunities for everyone but the players to secure their future. Um, you know, I'm all for I'm all for player empowerment. And to Jim Harbaugh's credit, I mean, a lot of what he said on Monday was, "Listen, these are just my opinions. And the opinion of the University of Michigan isn't you know, it's nothing more than how I feel about it. But these are kind of what he sees as the elephant in the room issues. And I know there are other coaches that that feel the same way. And you know, to his credit, he's kind of been at the forefront of stuff like NIL and the transfer portal and, you know, making sure that his players are taken care of. So, um, you know, he has no issue or no, no problems being the first voice on an issue or a topic like that. We'll see if other coaches follow, but now that, you know, in terms of how he feels about profit sharing and those types of things, now that that toothpaste is out of the tube, I am curious to see who steps up next, if anyone. Uh, but I know that he's not alone in feeling that way. Good point. Uh, NCAA going after Harbaugh and Harbaugh going back after them. I love it. The uh, interesting week one presser today. Uh, beyond Harbaugh and the suspension, and we know everything about that, we have our opinions. What about that first opponent in East Carolina Saturday at the Big House? Yeah, I mean it's a game, a team that won eight games last year, and and listen, they, you know, I, I know what the analytics say. And there, there's no reason why Michigan shouldn't take care of business in this game. I know the dynamics going to be a little bit different with Jesse Minter leading the way this week, but um, you know, uh, coaches and players that we talked to today both kind of, you know, it's not uh, no no one's being overlooked, and that's something I'll give this program credit for is they do a really nice job of taking things one day at a time, one week at a time kind of just handling what's, what's ahead of them. Uh, players and coaches we talked to today made mention a few times about how this is an East Carolina program that has typically snuck up on people and has pulled off some of these big upsets in the past. So 
they're not being taken lightly. Uh, obviously, I think they you know they lose quite a bit from you know what they brought to the table last year. Uh, Michigan. Uh, last I checked, I did a piece earlier today on the website about ESPN's win probability for each of Michigan's games. I think it was somewhere around 95 percent mm. that Michigan should win this game. I mean, listen, it's uh, this non-conference is probably going to look a lot like last year's did in terms of the game results. I'm interested in seeing how the coaching uh, dynamics work out. Um, you know, still uh, probably a few more position battles to sort out over the next few weeks. But, uh, you know, maybe they win these games by, you know, 33, 34 points instead of, you know, the 40 and 50 point blowouts that we saw last year. But I do think they'll be ready to, to go. I think this team is kind of just hungry to get back out there after how last season ended. And uh, I expect it to be a continuation. 36-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Big board, Michigan, given East Carolina 36. I did say before we went to you, I think it was to start the show in the opening huge opinion segment that I said it was eight-win team, a good squad. Michigan isn't going to keep J.J. out there for four quarters unless it's a, a game nobody sees coming. So I, I don't know about that number. I I, I, again, Michigan's defense is solid, but what about the backups? I, is this going to be 52-10? Is this going to be, you know, 35-10? I just don't know until we see this squad. Yeah, and like I said, you know, let's just look at it from some of the things that are that, that still need to be sorted out. Like one of the biggest storylines is their number two cornerback situation. And, you know, if you have guys out there that are still – kind of getting those game reps and need the experience, need to make those mistakes in order to you know, be better moving forward. All it takes is a blown coverage somewhere or a miscommunication somewhere and you get beat over the top or, you know, there's a miscommunication on a handoff between, you know, let's just say JJ McCarthy and one of the freshman running backs, for example, um, you know, all it takes is one or two plays to kind of make things a little uncomfortable. Uh, but when you look at, I think the most, the biggest thing for them is I think they're just going to, they're just so much better in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I think typically, you know, if you have a couple missteps in a game, uh, that's football. That's what happens. It's not always perfect. And that's why, you know, you have film and you go back in the lab and you correct things. But, you know, when you're as good up front on both sides of the ball as they are, eventually water finds its level. And then, uh, you know, teams, teams as good as Michigan will, will pull away. So I know there's always a lot of talk about, gosh, we know, uh, there's, you know, I know they're ranked number two, but they don't really get tested. And, you know, what are we really going to pull out of it? Really, the only thing you can pull out of it is if things don't look very good. Um, you know, if they go out and pummel these teams by 40 points, and that's what you're expected to do. So, I mean, that's it, it's it's not necessarily pass fail in that regard. There's nuance to what we take away from games, but uh, you know, I do think that that Michigan will have a relatively easy time, uh, even with some of the coaching stuff that's going on right now. Anthony, always good to hear your voice. We'll get your game prediction uh, later in the week. Thanks for your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Perfect. Thank you for having me. All right. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Oh, by the way, speaking of our friends from Roast Umber and other clients that could make it, it's the Michigan Sports Network Day tomorrow at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Matt Golden, the CEO and GM, and his team. We'll be entertaining some of our clients who could find time to get the morning off. I'll be golfing with Josh Garvey from Bean Garter, a Dorn Mayhew firm. Also, Brian Stetler from Coca-Cola tomorrow. And he's bringing up a buddy. So that'll be a good day. 
As the Michigan Sports Network thanks all of our partners, including our friends from DraftKings and with college football back, the NFL on the horizon, it is time for you to get in on the action. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. So you can kick off your football season with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Whether you want to get in on the action on Central and State on Friday night, East Carolina and Michigan on Saturday, and more, all the Big Ten, all the MAC. All the college football games, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers then can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Clayton Safey on Michigan football. As a national championship, their destiny. Safety will join us from Ann Arbor next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. When the Tigers game with the Astros went to the bottom of the ninth the other day with just two hits for the two teams combined, a little research found that the last game to feature two teams combining for two hits in a game in the major leagues was 1967 when the Baltimore Orioles had two hits, the Tigers had none, and the Tigers won the game 2-1. to one. Steve Barber took a 1-0 lead in the no hitter to the ninth inning for the Orioles, but Barber had already walked eight. He walked the first two in the ninth. Earl Wilson bundled them over. Willie Horton popped out, but then there was a wild pitch to tie the game at one and an error on a Don Work ground ball to give the Tigers a 2-1 lead. Brett Gladding closed it out. The Tigers win 2-1, one of five games in history where a team got no hit and won. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. 
I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Join the Purple Community and Van Andel Institute for the Pure Bar on the Blue Bridge experience on Wednesday night, September 6th at 7 p.m. All proceeds will benefit Van Andel Institute's biomedical research and education activities. Get more info at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. David Gregory is the name from Bull Rush Sports. They have nothing to do with Bull Superfly. They just signed a two-year deal with the huge show. He's a sports agent who centers on state of Michigan players, coaches, NIL deals. You thought we're bringing in somebody who owns a bull farm. He's David Gregory, sports agent. Like the only standalone sports agent that got somebody drafted in Jake Witt out of Northern Michigan. He played at Northern Michigan. He's a good guy. He wants to reach the entire state. Signed a two-year deal. It's perfect to talk to him today about what Harbaugh said. He's not knocking on the door at Michigan and Michigan State. I think those guys will knock on his door one day. He's looking for the hidden gems. He's like Jerry Maguire without a Ferrari, without an $8 million house, and without big-time NFL players. David Gregory is basically chasing the same dream that a lot of the football players he'll represent are chasing and that's cool and you thought he was a bull rider who opened up a bull farm in ada oh there's a lot of bull in ada but it's not in farms and then i lie to you and you go what's his name i'm gonna go meet him downstairs in a little bit i go it's josh and you're like then i said i can't lie to you have you walked down and meet david gregory the sports agent you go hi josh Who's the bull guy again? Wow. Unbelievable. Speaking of bull, Clayton Safey. From the Wolverine.com. 
He is standing by. How you doing, Clay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, Superfly, we can't make this stuff. Like I've always said, you've heard me use this line on the Connie call. I wish I was making this stuff up. Who's the bowl guy I'm going to get? So I, I, I told him on air, we announced the signing of Bull Rush Sports, which uh, a former lawyer, well, he's still a lawyer, and he's a sports agent, and he's going to target, you know, D2, D3, you know, walk-on type guys and who have NFL potential. And Superfly says, I'm going to get the bull guy. Does he own a bull farm out in Ada? Oh, my God. Uh, well, that, I, I bet that he's a lawyer. That contract could be voided before he ever gets on air. All right, Clayton, how you doing? What do you think of Harbaugh's week one presser today? Yeah, I think we've often talked about, you know, when I've come on, just how you never know what you're going to get from a day-to-day basis when you're on this beat covering Michigan football and athletics in general. And, uh, you know, that's certainly the case today. We're proven correct again today. Jim Harbaugh gets up there with a five, six-minute opening statement about the, the state of college football, advocating for players, sharing in the revenue, talking about the big TV contracts and everything else. Uh, so I thought that was certainly interesting, especially given the timing. Um, he talked about his staff, you know, and how much he trusts them as they go forward with this three-game suspension. Uh, and, you know, seems like he feels like they're in a pretty good place there. So uh, very, very interesting as we approach the season opener. And speaking of the season opener on Saturday against East Carolina, is – there's no threat. I, we had Anthony Broom on earlier from the Wolverine.com, one of your team members. And I just, even I don't know if Rutgers is a challenge. When, when do we get a challenge against Michigan? Probably when Harbaugh returns, right, even after that. Yeah, I think he'll be back for that Rutgers game, which will kind of give him a game under his belt at home. And then they go on the road for that two-game road stretch. I mean, Nebraska – that was a game a couple years ago, but, um, you know, and I think there'll be some juice there in Lincoln in week five, but it's a noon game. I think Michigan will be able to handle that, and it probably would have, depending, you know, no matter what the time of the game was. But then the following week at Minnesota, you know, um, another road game, that's a team that does have some weapons on offense. That's going to be another good environment. Don't know what time that game's going to be at yet. It's to be announced, but I think – one of those two games, at some point in the game, Michigan will face some adversity and they'll kind of get their first test and have to overcome their first roadblock as they go midway into the season. And then really the way the schedule sets up, all eyes will be on, you know, you got the rivalry game with Michigan State in late October, but mid-November is when it heats up with Michigan at Penn State, Michigan, Maryland, Michigan, Ohio State. So, you know, right now they're going to get to ease ease their way into this thing and, you know, it worked out well with the – you know, your head coach not being here, your offensive coordinator suspended one game here for the opener. So Kirk Campbell, the quarterback's coach, will call the plays. Uh, so, you know, given the opponents, you know, this couldn't be better timing, I guess, if you're going to have coaches suspended. Well, what are you looking for in this first game against East Carolina? Eight-win team from last year, Michigan on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, big board, a 36-point favorite over the Pirates. Uh, what are you looking for? Are you feeling a 45 nothing blowout, 45-3? Is this starters play a half and uh, you get the second and third teamers rolling in? What What's the setup uh, from your vantage point on what you think goes down Saturday, game one, at the big house? 
yeah, if everything goes according to plan, I'd expect starters in there for a half, maybe half the third quarter, you know, let them come out of the halftime locker room and get in a groove again. And then I think you kind of, you know, not take the foot off the gas, but rotate in a lot of guys and, you know, get guys experience because it is valuable. And one thing they've, every coach we've talked to during fall camp is just the importance they're placing this year on being healthy at the end of the year. Um, you know, and, and you do that through depth and being able to rotate guys in and, and all of that. So I think that's going to be important. I would say I'm looking for, you know, how different this offense is now that Sharon Moore is the sole play caller, but he's suspended. So we will see Kirk Campbell call the plays, as I mentioned. Uh, so we won't get to learn a ton there, but you want to see, J.J. McCarthy getting a rhythm. You want to see Blake Corum back healthy, how, how they're going to use Donovan Edwards. Probably going to be pretty vanilla in terms of an offensive game plan, not to show too much. But I think we'll see, you know, what this offense is kind of, you know, going to shape up uh, towards. And, look, I mean, J.J. McCarthy, we've heard so much about how much better he is now and, and what a big offseason he had. Uh, I just want to see a little bit uh, of that in this game, as much as they're willing to show. And then defensively, you still got some position battles that are going to play out as well. Edge rusher, corner, uh, and then go to, back to the offensive side, offensive tackle. So I think we'll see a heavy dose of a lot of guys in there, and it'll be interesting to kind of see who comes out on top and who looks good and, and all that. But I think number one goal is to win the game if you're Michigan. Number two goal is to stay healthy. Uh, number three is to get a lot of guys' experience and win big. You know, you kind of those go hand in hand. So uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And, uh, and most importantly, just excited to get back in the big house. Amen. And are there big uh, video boards going to be working completely or still a work in progress? Yeah, the video boards are working. The new speakers are working. Um, I think the structure of them, maybe the sides and some of the back of it, um, they're absolutely massive. I think they're still going to do a little bit of work on those in the, uh, in the week to follow, maybe uh, another week after that. But they work, and they're huge, and it's a big upgrade awesome. from, what, from what Michigan had before. Yeah. All right, Clayton, we'll talk later in the week. I'll get your prediction on the game Saturday. Okay, my man? Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right, Clayton Savior from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Sports agent David Gregory from Bull Rush Sports just signed a two-year deal with the Huge Show. He's based in Michigan. He wants to target Michigan football players, coaches, and NIL deals. David will join us. We'll talk about what Harbaugh said earlier about paying college athletes and his background that led to him becoming one of the few standalone agents in sports. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Look for the Pure Michigan Mix Frozen Drink available at participating McDonald's across Michigan. Through September 10th, you could score some great prizes from Pure Michigan Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Look for that Pure Michigan Mix through September 10th at participating McDonald's. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. 
So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free live stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. David Gregory from Bull Rush Sports. He's a sports agent, former lawyer, well, still a lawyer, lobbyist, Lansing based businessman lives on the west side of GR uh, decided to chase a dream so David how long ago was it when you said you know what I want to be a sports agent well it was uh, probably during the pandemic at some point kind of caused a lot of people to reevaluate their priorities and uh, I realized I didn't want to drive back and forth between uh, Lansing and Grand Rapids every day that I wanted to spend more time with my family and my kids and that I wanted to do something in athletics again because I had an athletic background. So. Yeah, played at Northern Michigan yes. from Sutton's Bay, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Proud of proud to be from both. Yeah, and, and so you here you are, get, kids getting older, your life's going by fast, and you decide, you know what, I'm I have my lawyer background, I want to become a sports agent. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I again, I was thinking, well, my wife said you can sell your interest in the company, and that's great, but what are you going to do? <laughs> and uh, I just started to think. Wow, with, especially with NIL was just starting to come online in the summer of 21, I believe it was. I, I decided that I could combine my legal background, my uh, love of football in particular and athletics, uh, and my marketing and business background to become a sports agent, uh, most specifically a NFLPA football football agent to start with. Well, which is a big process to get certified by the National Football League Players Association. Yeah, it is. You're, you're uh, certified by the NFLPA, the Players Union. Uh, you have to have, pass a background check, and then you have to uh, pass a test, a 60-question test on the collective bargaining agreement, which is over 400 pages. Uh, it might not sound that hard, but the first-time pass rate's uh, a little less than 40%, and that's, that's less than a bar exam. So uh, it's actually kind of a difficult exam, and uh, I was lucky enough to pass. So you pass it, and then you venture into the sports agent world, not a roster of clients, nope. not a big office building. You're not showing up on TV, breaking down uh, the combine or uh, the senior bowl. And with your Northern Michigan connections, with your Northern Michigan UP connections, uh, you get your first guy drafted and you get one of your first signees and Jake Witt drafted by the Colts out of Northern Michigan University. Yeah, it was pretty exciting, actually. In the fall of 21, the same time I was deciding what to do, I went to a Northern Michigan game at homecoming. Uh, I saw a big six foot seven tight end at the time catch a pass against Wayne State, and I said to one of my old teammates, who is that? 
And he said, oh, that's Jake Witt from Ewan Trout Creek. He used to play basketball at Michigan Tech. And I just put that in the file, kept track of Jake, and then he eventually moved to offensive tackle and became a legitimate NFL prospect. And then you guys formed the business partnership. And then on draft weekend, uh, there he is uh, off to Indy. Yeah, you know, he was completely unknown, Bill. I mean, maybe eight or nine teams were familiar with him. He only had one se- two seasons of college football, one season of tape at offensive tackle. Uh, he looked athletic. He was a little on the light side. But uh, he gained 30 pounds. He worked out. And then he had just a breakout pro day at Central Michigan. Uh, he would have tied. Uh, he would have placed first or tied for first in three different categories. Top two percent performance all time. Next thing you know, he's talking to all thirty-two teams, and he gets drafted. So, and he's on the injured reserve right now. I had a lingering hip injury, but we'll be back. And the they didn't cut him. They didn't, nope. you know, do an injury settlement, and he's still uh, with the Colts. And the thing where we talk because our sons play football together that. I started having a conversation with you about what you're doing. I'd see you at football games, and I, you, you talked about Jake. We had him on the show uh, last spring, and you said, you know, I want to focus on Michigan kids, football players from Michigan, coaches, and, and, and I'm venturing into the NIL area. And I said, my show is statewide, and here we are, you know, three, four months later, uh, with a two-year partnership, and uh, why the Michigan focus on the smaller level teams? Well, a uh, couple things. Number one, uh, I think it's like politics. I used to be in politics. I think you have to secure your base, secure your backyard. Michigan's my backyard. I have a lot of connections at, at the Division II programs, even MAC and Big Ten programs in the state, and a lot, I know a lot of high school coaches. Uh, I think the other focus for me is so I want, I want players with a Michigan background, either high school or college, and then the other area of emphasis is uh, people who play on the offensive or defensive lines, hence the name Bull Rush. Uh, that's the position I play and I think I understand best. And none other than uh, Lee Steinberg actually confirmed my uh, theory for me when I, I, I met him at a Super Bowl party. Uh, I told him what I was doing and he said, you're smart, you should focus in on your backyard. There's a lot of great players in the Big Ten Mac GLIAC footprint. He goes, and you'll reduce, you'll have lower recruiting cost because you'll be just working your backyard. He goes, I think that's a great strategy. All right, before I let you go, and we'll be hearing from David uh, almost weekly and during Senior Bowl week, scouting combine, draft, and more with his background as a lawyer, now as a sports agent and a former college football player at Northern Michigan University. Got a couple minutes here. Uh, Harbaugh kind of hit the NCAA back after they hit him for that three-game suspension. He's saying with the billions coming in on these mega conference deals that the players should share in that money. How do you feel? Well, I think he's exactly right. It's coming. One way or another, the, the, the players are going to share in some of that revenue at some point, and I believe they should. I'm a big believer in athletes' rights, number one. Number two, Harpo has been pretty consistent on this. I think the timing is a little yeah, – obviously it looks like he's striking back in a way, but he's been sounding this, uh, you know, this bell for a little while. Which could be why the NCAA went after him. Maybe, but look, what's inevitable is that if colleges, if, if the NCAA or I guess the college football conference powers that be don't get in front of this, it's going to be forced upon them that uh, college athletes are considered employees. That'll either be through a court case or probably through federal regulatory action 
from the National Labor Relations Board. And you know the politics side of it and the yep. sports side of it. And you know, and if that happens, if it gets forced on on universities, uh, it may well actually be the end of Title IX. Uh, Maybe a real real blow for women's athletics. So I think people need to get out in front of this and find a model that works for everybody and and gets the the players that generate all this cash uh, a fair piece of it. All right. When I get you back in studio, I want to talk more about what Harbaugh said about paying the athletes. Uh, his name is David Gregory, Bull Rush Sports. Look him up on Twitter right now. Uh, easy to find, at Bull, is it underscore? Yeah, at Bull Rush, Rush underscore, underscore sports. sports. I knew that. I'm really good at Twitter handles. I could just do an entire show <laughs> spitting out Twitter handles. David, uh, I really appreciate uh, your belief in our show, our statewide reach, the two-year deal. When it comes to issues like this, we'll be talking to you all the time. Thanks a lot, Huge. Glad to be on the team. All right. Yeah, and any coach, any parent, any player, anybody out there from the state of Michigan, especially those O-linemen and D-linemen, if you're looking for great representation, just connect with David Gregory. Again, just search Bull Rush Sports on Twitter. Big. Bad. Huge.